0: Teams that matter to you. This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shublin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply.
1: Good morning and welcome to Talkin' Sports. Powered by Automotive Color and Supply for a Saturday... April 16th, 2022 along with co-host Mr. Justin Kenny from OPS and outside the huddle.net. I'm Jim Shovlin. Mr. Kenny, good
2: morning, sir. Mr. Shovlin, how are you? Good, good. I haven't seen you in well, almost a couple of weeks. Yeah, I guess. almost. It was a a, a wild experience us uh, connecting down at Gulf Shores over spring break.
1: Yes, I was down on the beach that day. And decided, oh, I'm going to go up to the room and, and grab a, grab a sandwich or, or something. So probably a nap. And uh, all of a sudden, my daughter texts me and says, Justin Kenny's down here. And I text back, no, he's not. <laughs> she, she said he is. And then sent a picture. And I said, I'll be right down. So um, yes.
2: So we crossed paths even there yeah, talking
1: sports travels.
2: Yeah, we did. Uh, you know, we should have, you know, and we brought the equipment. We could have done a show live from from the beach there, yeah. on Orange Beach. And and it was interesting because uh my wife
1: I a little bit of a social butterfly anyway, but my wife told me uh, on the trip down she says, "I wonder how many people you will know <laughs> on the beach." And pretty much as as soon as we got there, "Hey, I know him." I know him, and, uh, you know, uh, then another guy comes and taps me on the shoulder. You know, it's uh, hey, small world, but there was a lot of Fort Wayne people down in the Gulf Shores, Orange Beach area. So uh, that was a great uh, vacation, but uh, it's over. Here we are. It's baseball season. Uh, you've got uh, a great big seven on seven trip coming up in a couple of weeks. So
2: yeah, we go down to to Tampa in a couple of weeks and then we have our own, uh, seven on seven tournament coming up May 14th and 15th out of Columbia city. So a lot of, uh, stuff coming there and you know, you're in the midst now of Leo baseball. Yes.
1: Yes. I'm heading to a uh, JV doubleheader. Indicator at Worthman Field, actually. There you go. So uh, and you know they're right after the show. Not ideal conditions, but it could be worse. Well, I, as I look out the window, I see the trees aren't bent at about a 45 degree <laughs> angle, so the wind won't be as as treacherous as it was the last two days when uh, we've been out there. So I'm I'm looking. Uh, it, it's going to be a little little crisp, but uh, the wind there won't be a wind chill factor. So that, yeah,
2: it's always good. and it looks like you know the sun should be out at the very least. So oh sure, as yeah. uh, as we'll talk to Mike Nutter later, you know I'm sure he'll agree. Yeah, the weather could always be worse. It always could this yes, time of year.
1: Yes, indeed. So
2: four six eight six two the automotive
1: color and supply text line four six eight six two, put TS in the front of your message if you will, and um, of course got a great show lined up for you today. We're going to do our weekly chats uh, as always. With uh, Mike McCaffrey, the athletic director at the University of St. Francis. He just came back from a national conference, an AIA conference. We'll ask Mike about that, and then we'll talk with Michael Franke, president of the Fort Wayne Comets. Case went on the road against Wheeling last night and have the Nailers at the Coliseum this evening. And uh, so we'll, uh, and then uh, Cincinnati factors in with. Uh, with Playoff seeding and things like that. So, anyway, we'll talk to Michael Franke about what's uh, what's happening tonight and what's upcoming. And, uh, of course, then we're going to talk with Mike Nutter, president of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, as uh, the Tin Caps actually are celebrating uh, 13 years ago today. And I read this in my Fort Wayne sports history book. In 2009, on this date, the Tin Caps start play at Parkview Field in front of 8,206 screaming fans, and I recall, of course, I was the PA announcer for the Fort Wayne Wizards for their last four seasons at Memorial Stadium and uh, helped close that place, and then was the PA announcer as the team went downtown and changed his name from Wizards to Tin Caps. So after four years of calling them the Fort Wayne Wizards as the home team in front of me, I had to make sure that I didn't call them the Fort Wayne Wizards down at Parkview Field. <laughs> so I uh, I had pretty much a sleepless night on uh, April 15th coming into the 16th. But, oh, man, what a night that was. The mayor throws out a first pitch, F-16s fly over, and uh, it was uh, an added championship season. Ten caps came into Parkview Field unbeaten already because they started their first six games on the road. But yeah, we'll, we'll talk to Mike about that also Uh the, the pitch clock is now part of yeah. minor league baseball. And uh, it, uh, it really affected the, the game time last night because they started enforcing this with a ball every time you violate that. And... Um, the Ten Caps won a nine-inning game last night, Justin, in one hour and 59 minutes because of this clock.
2: That's that's wild, but that's kind of the point, right? To, to speed it this is. stuff up. So, and we're seeing really, you know, more and more of these rules in minor league baseball being tried out, and then seeing them adopted at the major league level. You know, talking about. You know, between, yeah, obviously, universal DH has been a thing for a while in, in, in minor league mm-hmm. baseball. And now it is in major league baseball. The, the the starting extra innings with a runner on second is now a thing in major league baseball after kind of being tested. And, you know, it, it sounds, you know, uh, uh, that, that this could be the next thing that's going to be adopted at the major league level.
1: But will this attract enough new fans to the sport? who were lamenting they didn't like baseball because it took too long now that they are speeding it up will that drive people to this now in the age of uh, you know uh, shifts and in home runs and launch angles and exit velocity and all this right you know the 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 cool uh, sexy stuff do you think this will attract new fans
2: i don't know if you're attracting a lot of fans and mass uh, maybe it has an impact uh, i don't see all of a sudden you know five six seven thousand more people per game at the major league stadiums but maybe i'm wrong yeah and and this is i think a greater conversation too for down the road is and you're a baseball purist as as pure as it can be and and i i'd like to get your opinion on the the recent changes in baseball rules and you you look at universal dh and i already miss it in the national league um in terms of pitches or pitchers batting and the strategy that with that and double switches and sack bunts and all that stuff um i you know the the shifts eliminating shifts that's supposed to come next year my thing is if, if you know what makes a defense not be able to defend a batter the way he's hitting Mm -hmm. You know, just hit the ball somewhere where they're not at. Right. And and that that used to be the mantra that, you know, hit them where they ain't. Yeah. And, And
1: now these this current crop of major league hitters are struggling to do that. Right. They have their pattern. They if I'm a pole hitter, I'm a pole hitter. And that's all I do. Yeah. You know, and then they're saying it's not you, fair you can, when they you you not know, uh, You know, Rizzo bunts for a single uh, against a shift the other night, and, and you know, it helped, helped the Yankees. Uh, you know, there were, uh, there were uh, Sports Center highlights. When when you go against the shift, you make Sports Center now. Right. You know, yeah. but, but it should be. And there again, back when I was growing up, I mean, the Rod Carews, and then a little bit later on, the, the Tony Gwynns, and, and guys that could just, once again, hit them where they ain't was was the epitome of a good hitter they adjusted their hands and and took a pitch thinking you know okay if it's inside i'm pulling it if it's a little bit outside i'm going the other way i'm getting the hands out in front of the barrel and and i'm driving it that direction but uh you know so yeah the shift i'm i'm against the shift because uh, you know you see guys that just can't can't do it or you think you know Somebody's got a base hit, and uh, nope, there's a guy out in short right field. Yeah, you know? and, uh, and and as far as some of the rule nuances and things like that, for myself, it's interesting because Diane and I were watching the Rays and A's earlier this week, and it ended up being seven-seven uh, after nine innings, and, uh, and I said, okay, well now the A's get a runner at second. Is what? It, and she was adamly, adamantly against this yeah. because she goes, "That's not baseball. What are they doing? They're cheating." It, I said, "No. I said You're, you've got somebody. You know, this this will keep from you know 17, 18 inning games. It'll drag out for five, six hours." I said, "You put a runner in scoring position and in without a force and see what happens." I said, "Don't wear The Rays will get it too." And the Rays ended up winning the game uh, in extras, but. But still, you know, she wasn't even for it. And, uh, you know, and I, I just think, hey, um, I don't know, some of the rules, you know, the bigger bases and things, I, I get it. I see why. And you do have to adapt. You do yeah. have to, to change with the times. And, you know, when, uh, you know, what was in 1973 when when the designated hitter came to to be in the American League? And it it took that long to get the National League to adapt to that and make it universal. But still, I, I do, you know, I still enjoy the strategy of a pitcher hitting, even though I'm not a, a big fan of watching a pitcher hit. <laughs> yeah, right. Know? But, but <laughs> the fact that the, the little mental chess game that goes on between right. managers and who you're going to pinch hit and use up to hit for the pitcher right. and who you've got left and in all of that that goes along with it is so interesting to me that, you know, it, it's just part of the the mental game of baseball. You know, I I said the other day to to, uh, somebody, I said, hey, I mean, I'm not a Twins fan or a Mariners fan, but I could watch the Twins and Mariners play a a two to one game and enjoy it because of everything that goes on, you know, in the heads and in what is planned. I mean, uh, they say that a manager has a checklist between every pitch of about 25 to 30 things that he has to go through between every pitch right you know from because it can change a situation can change between pitches you have to know how to adapt and and where to position and all this and and it's it's you know it, it's incredible
2: yeah. to me I mean, to me, I I even miss the simple things with with pitchers batting. You know, when you're facing the eight hitter with two outs and you're like, if I can get this guy out or an out somewhere, then I'm kicking the next inning off with the pitcher batting, Mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to starting with the one hitter. I mean, those even simple things that 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 I already miss. And I I understand you and you mentioned it, you know, baseball has to adapt with the times. But when does it become gimmicky? true and 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 i think that's a fine line is how do you adjust rules of the game without becoming without taking yourself completely away from the purity of the sport
1: yeah when does it
2: become xfl yeah so, yeah. yeah and and it's you know i'm not saying we've crossed that but you know some of these rules i'm looking at like you know this, this isn't baseball you know but um you know maybe these are some great questions we can ask uh, mike nutter later in the show
1: yeah and of course i i looked and uh in Tampa, they still draw 9,000 people. You know, so. <laughs> <Still> <laughs> it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. 46862, 46862, the uh, uh, automotive color and supply text line. And uh, before I, I go any further, many, many thanks to Mr. Blake Sebring for filling in uh, for me last week and Adam uh, Adam, and also John for uh, filling in for Justin last uh, couple of weeks as well. But, you uh, know, I, I enjoyed listening um, to Mr. Sebring as he was uh, talking with the guests and uh, trying to keep up with what was going on, even though it was much warmer where I was, but uh, I was uh, streaming that and uh, he did a great job and I do appreciate it. So um, and I enjoyed the lunch uh, that we had together out at uh, Casa. So that very was, nice. That was great as well. So, uh, but that's uh, that's what's going on. Uh, a couple of things. Um, Caleb first. Had uh, foot surgery. Uh, It was reported in the Journal-Gazette this morning uh, that he's uh, expected to be full strength when the fall semester begins in August. Uh, But uh, a a contributor to Purdue's uh, run this past season. And, uh, boy, it looks like the Boilers, I mean, from a recruiting standpoint, are only going to get better.
2: Yeah, and, you know, some key guys, if they come back, would be huge. And, uh, you know, Caleb First is going to have a bigger role next year, you know, after seeing, you know, know, 8 to 10 minutes a game as a true freshman. So, um, yeah, he's going to be a bigger part of the rotation and uh, for him to be as healthy as possible to get started because, you know, you, you, the season just ended for men's basketball, but you know, look at uh, Purdue Fort Wayne for example. They're already starting workouts and and prepping. Like this isn't all year thing So while Caleb first to be out, you know, uh, to recover from this uh, from this, this surgery, Purdue they they get right back at it. College basketball. There's really truly no off season for these guys.
1: No, I- indeed. And of course, uh, other news. Uh, Bishop Buehlers has a new. Head uh, boys basketball coach and Mr. Seth Coffing. Uh, he replaces Fonzo White, who uh, was, uh, as we were talking, commuting from yeah. his nights. Yeah. And uh, just what a what an uh, uh, just an overwhelming task that had to be. Oh yeah. Because you imagine. know as well as I do yeah, that's that's not the most exciting drive. No. Up and down I-69 uh, from Indy to Fort Wayne, but. Uh, but anyway, uh, best of luck in uh, the future endeavors of Mr. Fonzo White and uh, also uh, Seth Coffin uh, as he comes in. And of course, uh, there was an article in OutsideTheHuddle.net uh, about the hire and about uh, continuity being
2: important. Well, it in the SAC, it, it's a fickle conference because you have your Hot team of the week or the year or whatever, and then you have teams that are, that are that are down, and it switches on a dime. And a lot of the dynamic can change when one coach leaves and another coach enters. And we've seen it in the past when you know some of these programs that are riding high, coaching change, and then it's almost starting from scratch. And for Bishop Lewers to be able to bring uh, a guy in when Seth Coffing, who has been on the staff for a couple of years, who is in the building on staff already. And uh, it was just a natural fit for Seth Coffin to take over this program because now you have guys that are familiar with Coach Coffin that you can continue that continuity because this is a team that despite winning five games last year, has a lot coming back and a lot of talent with Nick Thompson, who will be one of the more dynamic seniors in the area. And we know what he does in the football field. And then you look at, at sharp shooters like Isaac Zay, Isaac Zay is one of the best shooters in this area that nobody really knows about. Um, you know, Cadell Wallace led them in scoring as a sophomore and uh, Charles Powell is a pretty solid player, all around player as well. So that's up to four starters that you're returning at Bishop-Lewers. And, you know, reality says if Bishop-Lewers brought somebody in from the outside completely new, you cannot guarantee all four of those guys would be back next year. That's just kind of the, the way it goes in the SAC. So it's a good hire by Bishop-Lewers going forward, a team that should be able to uh, start climbing in the SAC standings over the next couple of years with the amount of young talent they have.
1: Indeed. 46862 Automotive Color and Supply. Text line 46862. Put TS in front of your message. We're going to go ahead, step out, take a break. Before we do, I want to tell you about my friends at Culligan. Of course, you know that uh, we went on vacation, uh, went down south into the Alabama area uh, for a spring break. And uh, one of the things Diane packed were bottles of Culligan water. And I thought, we'll have water down there. When we got down there, uh, some of the kids took a drink of water from the the tap and said, "Oh, this is bad Well, out comes the bottles of culligan water and uh there they had the pristine bottled water quality drinking water from Culligan right there and uh saved the day because uh when you get used to a a good supply of water when you have other municipal water supplies, mm." Maybe not the best. Fort Wayne very good water, but other locales not so much. But that just shows you the strength of Culligan, Culligan water. If you're in need of a softener, in need of any kind of uh, uh, refreshing of your water supply, your drinking water, give Culligan a call today. 4-8-4-8-6-6-8. That's four eight four eight six six eight. Give your people Culligan water. We'll be right back. Have you looked at your auto or homeowner's insurance rate lately?
3: you're planning on remodeling your bathroom you want something personal and unique and you want only the best quality products which is why you're planning on ordering your shower door from the custom craftsman of city glass but why stop there why not have the same professionals custom cut the just right mirror for your bathroom as well there's no need to settle for anything off the shelf when the city glass craftsman can cut and design the perfect mirror for your bathroom don't worry about special sizing they can custom size your mirror just as they would your Shower door. And what about a unique look? Not a problem. For example, they can frame your mirror or even cut it so that your vanity lights can fit in the mirror rather than having to mount a separate fixture above the mirror. Maybe you don't need a new mirror at all and can just have an existing one recut or refurbished. Yeah, they can do that too. So do this for yourself. When you're ready to choose a shower door from City Glass, choose a mirror as well. City Glass Quality Glass Products, a cut above the rest.
4: First Responders Children's Foundation takes care of the children and families, the brave ones leave at home. Help us, help them. These are the beautiful voices of police officers, firefighters, nurses, and teenagers who remind us that we can come together and create harmony and unity.
2: 24-365
4: to learn how you can help your first responder community today.
0: Now back to Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The
1: Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talkin' Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply. Along with Justin Kenny from OPS and OutsideTheHuddle.net, I'm Jim Shovlin. Thanks so much for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. It's easy to get a hold of us and be part of the show. Do so via the Automotive Color and Supply text line at 46862. That's four six eight six two. Put TS in front of your message, if you will. Uh, text came in. Said Are you able to post the show from the last two weeks? I don't know if we can post. it. I that.
2: will see how far back the um, the uh, archive goes and see okay. if we
1: can. Yeah, because so. Justin is the magic fingers with something like the that. The uploading of the podcasts for yeah, I'll see what I can do. Sports. Yeah. So. Uh, and that's, he he will see what he can do. That's that's better than, uh, let's say, a car salesman that goes to the tower. Yeah, so. <laughs> 46862 Automotive Color and Supply text line. On the and Sports phone line, powered by Fire Police, City County Federal Credit Union, is Mr. Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director of the University of St. Francis. Mike, good morning. Good
5: morning, Jimmy. How are you, bub?
1: I am great, and uh, I would say tan and rested, but I'm appealing and rested. Uh <laughs> But glad to be back and getting back into the grind. This is the first spring break that I have ever taken in my life because I've always been coaching baseball or had something to do with yep. baseball and we never had the opportunity to do it. But uh anymore, there's so many kids that go on spring break, you just you you, you take it off and then you yep. reconvene. But uh oh my goodness. So uh had a great time and uh and but here we are. We're ready to go. And now if I'm not mistaken, you just returned from a little bit of a trip yourself, didn't you?
5: Well, I did, yeah. I was uh, last week with Blake. Uh, when we spoke, I was out at Kansas City at the uh, NAI National Convention. So I was there from, oh, I got there last Thursday, had meetings right up until, and came home on Wednesday. Uh, but a uh, great week. Uh, pumped up to, to get back and, and get get back to work. But uh, it was a, a good week with a lot of colleagues and passed some legislation and did a lot of professional development. So uh, good stuff.
1: What kind of NAI legislation uh, gets passed, and, and what is—is what uh, is there a theme each year? Or, or uh, and obviously you have a, a very integral part in the NAI on a national level as well. But you know, what what kind of agenda is there uh, going forward in these uh, conventions?
5: Yeah. So I mean, th- this year there wasn't anything super. I don't want to say controversial um, in the the legislation. A lot of it had to do with kind of start dates and setting start dates for like men's volleyball. We had to go in and and there's a, you know, a new sports that come out and you just have to go into the bylaws and change. And we added some people, some representation to uh, some different committees uh, throughout the NAIA. Um, in the past, you know, we've had things like the, you know, this is where we passed the name, image, and likeness a year ago. Um, I've handled a lot of things with our student-athletes and, and getting them the benefits that they need. So this is when that takes place, and over the last couple of years, we've done a lot of that stuff. So this year was kind of not a lot of heavy lifting um, going on, but uh, stuff that had to be done. Uh, so it was uh, it was good to, to get out with colleagues and, and with the NAI and national office. and um, everything, everything passed, all legislation, and then uh, <clears throat> reiterated that, a student in the NCAA who enters the uh, transfer portal is essentially uh, giving permission to NAIA schools to contact them. So right now, the NCAA can contact NAIA kids whenever they want. They just have to send an email notification, to, usually to me. Um, so now we've gotten clarification on our legislation. and our rules, this wasn't new, but just an interpretation that when a student does put their name into the NCAA transfer portal, that they are basically saying, uh, I give permission for another school to contact me. So that could help some of our coaches in the NAI, um, you know, during this time when everybody seems to be in the transfer portal trying to figure things out. This gives our coaches a little more of an opportunity Mm -hmm. to get in and and talk to some of those kids as well.
1: Now, Mike, as far as let's say we are getting back to normal in athletics after the the COVID pandemic has eased up a bit, what, covid pandemic policies will remain going forward if any
5: um you know i mean other than just kind of you know during practices and doing things to to keep kids safe there, there won't be a lot of uh, kind of things lingering lingering out i mean we're not requiring masks indoors anymore we're not testing our student athletes i think you know for any IA championships you still have to to test or prove that you've gotten vaccinated or things like that. Uh, so we had to do that for the basketball championship. We'll probably have to do that for outdoor track and field coming up here. But, I mean, really it's just, you know, taking the lessons we've learned, whether it's in the athletic training room, spreading some things out. Um, everybody gets their own water bottle kind of stuff. Some of those stuff might might stick around. But all in all, I mean, we're we're excited that we're one of two conferences in, in the NAI that got all their championships in. Mm-hmm. Um and, and it's a commitment to our student athletes and our coaches and, and what we did as a league to, to get those games. In. And it was, it was tough for our athletes, but they, uh, they fought through it. And I hope there's nothing else like this. We have to deal with again, but you never know. Uh, we certainly learned if we have to do it again, but right now we're, we're pretty much back to normal and, and not a lot of uh, protocols or anything. Still, still in place.
1: We're talking this morning with Mike McCaffrey, athletic director at the university of St. Francis in our weekly Cougar chat. And, uh, Baseball, softball. Baseball is 23-18 uh, and 18 in the midst of uh, conference play and uh, the softball team. Ryan Boland's uh, Lady Cougars, 15-14 and 14 overall, 7-10 uh, and 10 in conference play. And uh, what do they got coming up this week?
5: Well, yeah, they're both sitting right in the middle of the pack in the conference. Um, <clears throat> had a, a nice ending yesterday to our baseball doubleheader. Uh, I don't know if anybody saw it on, on social media, but we're... Playing the Grace Lancers, and we're up two to one, and uh, had a kid at bat. And for the go ahead run, was sitting at the plate and ended up turning a triple play to end the game. So that's, that was pretty fun to, to see our kids do that. Jaden Leeper, our shortstop, made a great catch, uh, flipped the triple play, got the sweep on them. Softball split yesterday. So we'll get back at it again today. Uh, another doubleheader with Grace, doubleheader against Spring Arbor on the softball side. Uh, and we're just trying to catch up on some games that we missed earlier this week and, and last week. because Mother Nature wasn't fun for us the last couple of weeks, but she seems to be peeking through and giving us a shot to finish some games up here this weekend. And just keep it going, try to get as many games in as we can and set ourselves up for the conference tournament.
1: Well, it, it once again, this, uh, this season goes so quickly, and we'll be into conference tournaments before we know it. Uh, it's still hard to believe this is the middle of April already. But, uh, <laughs> you know, when you look at things, uh, you look at the temperatures, you'd still think it was the middle of March. But anyway... Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, should be a, a lot of fun going forward and uh, into the uh, conference tournaments because of the uh, the competitive nature of the Cougar teams. So, Mike, thank you so much uh, for joining us this morning, and uh, we'll talk to you once again next week.
5: Thanks, Jim. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend.
1: All right, you too, Mike. That was Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director at the University of St. Francis, in our weekly Cougar chat. And uh, don't forget 46862 is the automotive color and supply text line. We're going to go ahead, step on, take a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking some Comet hockey. We'll do that with Michael Frankie when we return. You're listening to Talkin' Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380FAN, The 100.9FM.
6: Hey, everybody, it's Brett Rump, and the playoffs are here. Now you can make every game feel like a Game 7 on FanDuel Sportsbook, an official partner of the end Getting out my FanDuel Sportsbook app. And right now, all customers can place a no-sweat, same-game parlay each week. That means you can get up to $20 in free bets if you don't win. FanDuel has so many ways to play. Best of all, when you do win, you'll get paid faster than a fast break. If you're new to FanDuel, download the FanDuel Sportsbook app now. Then you can join me and bet the NBA playoffs. Use promo code to WKJG. That's promo code WKJG. Plus, if you already have an account, you're all set to bet. No sweat. Either way, you get $20 in free bets if your same-game parlay during the playoffs doesn't win. At FanDuel Sportsbook, an official partner of the NBA. 21-plus and present Indiana refund issues non-withdrawable. free bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max free bet, $20 per week. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT.
3: Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. I came out in the 11th grade. Nobody was embracing you. The kids were cruel. It was very difficult to be gay. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. The hard part was determining that I was going to do it, but I definitely didn't do it alone.
4: At age 30, with the help of her mentor, Carissa finished her high school
3: diploma. I have a mentor, Maria. She convinced me to continue my education and finish what I started to get my diploma. She just never judges. She's a true role model.
4: If you're even considering
3: getting your high school diploma, go get it.
4: You can do it gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.
3: Charlie died after taking a single
7: pill that turned out to be counterfeit.
4: He was having back issues and it was a counterfeit poisonous pill. Websites and social media selling fake medicines may look legitimate, but they're not. Drugs from these rogue pharmacies could have fillers like sawdust or deadly fentanyl.
3: He died in
7: less than 15 minutes after taking the pill.
4: Now there's a free tool that can give you peace of mind at safe.pharmacy. Enter the pharmacy web address and you'll know if the site you're using is safe.
3: If you're not getting your prescriptions from a legitimate source, that next dose you take could be your last.
4: We just don't want other people to go through what we're going through. It's just horrific. Go to safe.pharmacy. Find out about fake medicine on social media and if the site you're buying from is safe.
0: Now back to Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9
1: FM. Welcome back to Talkin' Sports presented by Automotive Colored Supply with Justin Kenny from OPS and outside the I'm Jim Shovelin thanks for tuning in we're talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock if you have a question comment opinion etc cetera, etc cetera, do so via the automotive color and supply text line of 46862 that's 46862 put TS in the front of your message if you will we would appreciate it and on the talking sports phone line right now powered by Fire Police, City County Federal Credit Union, is Fort Wayne Comet President Michael Franke. Michael, good morning. Good
8: morning. Who are you?
1: Well, I'm the guy, I'm filling in for Blake Sebring this morning. And and, and by, by the way, I come back, Comets get a Friday night win. I just, because I don't think Blake had that covered as well as what I usually do.
8: No, no, he <laughs> did not do a very good job of getting us victories on Friday night. Yes, very, dis- very disappointed.
1: <laughs> so, so the Comets a big win in Wheeling last night, uh, two to one over the Nailers uh, tonight to close out the regular season, uh, the 72 game season. Uh, what festivities did, uh, as Justin mentioned, uh, will be going on, uh, let's say, especially at the conclusion of tonight's game?
8: Well, I don't know. I was hoping you could tell me. Oh, (laughs) well. No, we'll we'll be, uh, for the first time in three years, we'll be doing the uh, end-of-season awards live after the game. Uh, You know, last year we didn't do it. Two years ago, the season got cut short. So we're going back three years scrambling for scripts that we used back then. And uh, so all the awards will happen right after the game tonight, and uh, it'll, it'll be nice to get back to that sense of normalcy, too. Uh, and then, of course, at the end of the year, we'll be able to have our jersey auction in person again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, long, long season. This season uh, has been longer than most. Based on the pandemic, uh, especially the first few months of the year, and uh, been a very trying year for everybody in the league uh, with uh, players. Uh, uh, I think we ran through 70 guys this year, and uh, that that is just uh, unheard of. My goodness, 11 yeah. goaltenders. No, I'm it's- sorry. Skylar Garver last night was 12, and if you notice on the stat sheet, at the very end of the game, one S. Garver at the 20-minute mark got an unsportsmanlike <laughs> conduct penalty.
1: <laughs> so he's on the stat sheet forever with the four-way yeah, comments. I'm
8: figuring he paid the referee 20 bucks before the game to do that. <laughs>
1: So, so yes. Uh, so the uh, the backup goaltender equipment manager is uh, is now in the record books for the Fort Wayne Comets uh, with an unsportsmanlike at the 20 minute mark. Perfect. That is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> that was the big story of the night last night. My goodness. So regular season ends tonight, and then on yeah. to the playoffs. So uh, let's talk about playoffs. Uh, first round opponent in in the formats.
8: Well, the big thing, the the really big question is going to be 3 o'clock on Monday. Uh, That is when we have to turn in our final playoff roster. Mm -hmm. And within that playoff roster, um, you will be allowed to put uh, some players on there that are currently in the American League that played for you this year. So for us right now, that would be Stephen Harper, uh, Drake Grimshaw, Connor Corcoran, Yuri Patera, uh, Matt Bowden. So, you know, it's, uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. The American League season ends one week after ours, and their first round of the playoffs is a very quick two out of three. So depending upon what happens there, we know Stephen Harper's team is out of the playoffs, so he would be able to come back here. Obviously, if we could get through the first round uh, and, and some of these guys became available, it would be uh, you know a, a very good situation for our lineup. Uh, with that being said, um, the lineup that you saw last night, Uh, except for a few guys that we were Mm resting, that would be our lineup in the first round. So, uh, you know, except we'll have a a regular backup goalie come Monday, but uh, uh, so that's the big day right now in front of us is Monday regarding the playoffs. It's going to be a two, three, two series. The first two games will be here in Fort Wayne next Friday and Saturday night. So that's good. Um, I have not looked this morning. Cincinnati got a point last night, so they're two down. I don't know the tiebreaker, uh, and I haven't seen the paper today, so you may know this more than I. I don't know if Cincinnati's still in the hunt to finish third or if Wheeling has locked that up, but irregardless, games three, four, and five would be on the road, and then games five and six or six and seven back here.
1: Cincinnati is showing 70 games played, 75 points. Wheeling at 71 games with 78 points. But I know it's, it's, a, it's still a percentage, correct?
8: Yes, yes. But 75 and 78, you say? Yes. Okay, well then Wheeling's our opponent.
1: Yeah, so that uh, they will end up with the... Uh,
8: Wheeling the is our place. point. You know what? That's right, because Cincinnati was ahead in that game last night, 4-1. to one. And Indianapolis beat them in overtime, five to four. Yes, yes. So, uh, so they... yeah. So it'll be the Nailers. So uh, tonight is your uh, first round preview, and uh, you know we'll see what happens. But uh, the lineup we have now is what we'll play in the first round with. Uh, you know, and and any additions won't really come until the second round. Uh, interestingly enough, and I think we've talked about this before. Yuri Patera right now is the backup in Vegas so uh, it would not surprise me they've got some back-to-backs coming uh, it would not surprise me if he gets in a game in the NHL
1: oh that would be awesome yes yep yes indeed so well thats so anyways that's the that's what's going on Uh
8: you know, like I said earlier, it's been a long year. It's been a very, very long year. Uh, it seems like one of the longest years ever. Uh, we know the, the number of weeks and the number of months of all, are the same each year. But uh, as you know, uh, uh, with your job, uh, those first two or three months were still – problematic with the uh, pandemic
1: oh such a challenge yes indeed and uh, with it, it, it yeah it and it took a while for the fans to feel comfortable to
8: well and i still back. think there's some that don't feel 100 percent comfortable and i understand that and uh you know we're starting to see uh we're starting to see these variants pop up again uh you saw this week in philadelphia uh, the mask mandates back for all indoor activities uh the uh, uh broadway is still extending their mask mandate in new york through at least june 1st the airlines are continuing their mask mandate so you know this thing's not a, has not gone away
1: yes indeed yeah so uh we'll just hope that things ease up and continue to ease as we get into the warmer months of the year, as people get outside more and not uh, cooped up inside. So uh, hopefully that, help. That, that will help the uh, the dissipation. So well, Absolutely. Michael, yes, thank you so much for joining us and uh, we'll talk to you next Saturday. All
8: right. Thanks a lot.
1: All right. That was Michael Franke, president of the Fort Wayne Comets, in our weekly Comet Chat. We're going to go ahead and step out, take a timeout. When we come back, we're going to be talking baseball, Tin Caps baseball. We're going to do that with uh, Tin Caps president Mike Nutter. We'll do all that when we return. You're listening to Talking Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. The
0: Comets are making their push for a second consecutive Kelly Cup trophy. Be sure to listen to the Sports Rush weekdays from 4 to 6 with analysis and breakdowns of every playoff game from Brett Rump. And don't forget, tune into our sister station, Whoa, Whoa, 1190 and 1075 FM to hear Comets Kelly Cup playoff action. Let's go, Comets. From Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. I can't think of any way to improve upon the service that I receive. Gibson's Heating and Plumbing is your independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer that is ranked number one out of nearly 300 dealers nationwide in customer satisfaction. Here's what Gibson's customers are saying. The office is always courteous. Gibson's service tech is exceptional in his attitude and performance and is friendly and efficient as he follows up and explains what he's done that day and what needs to be done if there's going to be a follow-up. Kudos to Gibson's for their outstanding service. Your independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer. Gibson's Heating.com.
4: Right now, the forgotten poor are waiting for healing and care, for life-saving medical care, for a chance to live with dignity and hope they are waiting for Mercy Ships and you. Mercy Ships is the largest floating civilian hospital in the world with volunteer medical staff and crew who donate their time to save lives. And now, as our newest state-of-the-art hospital ship sets sail, Mercy Ships will double our ability to reach children and adults who need us now.
8: Without the work of Mercy Ships,
3: these patients don't have another option.
4: Mercy Ships is answering the call to serve suffering people who have nowhere else to turn together we are going to some of the world's most desperate places and bringing a wave of hope and healing to those who need it most thank you thank Thank you you. to learn more about this wave of hope go to mercyships.org today social distancing tip
0: putting distance between yourself and others is critical to slowing the spread of coronavirus so here are ways to stay in contact without the physical contact part Call, send a text, set up a video conference, post on social media, dedicate a song on the radio. If you have symptoms of fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your health care provider before going to their office. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov.
4: Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council.
2: My mother was always very active and independent and longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where
4: she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council.
0: Now back to Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station,
1: 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talkin' Sports. Talking local sports of all sorts till the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. Along with Justin Kenny, I'm Jim Shovlin. Thanks for tuning in. We're talking local sports of all sorts. And right now on the Talkin' Sports phone line... Powered by Fire Police, City County Federal Credit Union, is Fort Wayne Tin Caps President, Mr. Mike Nutter. Mike, good morning, sir.
7: Good morning. Great to be on with you. I was glad you didn't get Wally pipped. I was afraid.
1: I was, too. I was, too. And uh, luckily, Blake's too busy to do <laughs> <laughs> <There> <laughs> on, on a full-time well, we
7: still admirably, But it's great to hear your voice and great to be on with you this morning.
1: Oh, well, it's great to be back. And, yes, I was tuned in uh, both weeks and uh, just to make sure and uh so uh, yeah it was uh it was a nice little trip nice little getaway and as i mentioned earlier first time i've ever taken a spring break vacation because of baseball and things like that but uh uh still coaching baseball in fact got to leave and go to a, a JV doubleheader down at Decatur here uh, right after the show so uh still still doing that but uh yeah we took time time off and uh and uh, got to enjoy a little bit of uh downtime with family so it was pretty cool so Okay, last night, the pitch clock was finally enforced. And holy cow, did it make a difference? The 10-caps played a nine-inning game in one hour and 59 minutes. Unbelievable.
7: It was unbelievable. Obviously, we, we lost a close game. We uh, certainly played a game to win the games and wish we had won. But it was... Uh... You know, Major League Baseball has been very careful to say the goal is not to make games shorter, which I agree with, um, but it's to focus on while the game is being played more exciting. And so there's just not all the downtime and walking around the mound three times trying to figure out what to play, what to throw, and throwing over four times to a base where a guy has a two-foot lead because he's not going to run. We have a great and beautiful game. There were two assessments last night where a pitcher was called for a ball because he was not ready on time, and a batter was called for a strike because he was not in the box on time. So weather's been a challenge, obviously, this year, but really briefly to explain it to our listeners, nobody's on base. Pitcher throws a ball, throws a strike. As soon as he catches it back from the catcher, he has 14 seconds to deliver the next pitch. But at the nine-second mark, the hitter needs to be in the box ready to rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Those guys aren't stepping out, walking halfway down to third, you know, either. And so I'm not sure that we're going to play a bunch of games at 159. I didn't mind it with last night's weather, um, but I think we're going to see shorter games. In 2010, the 10 caps played in Parkview Field. The average home game was two hours and 40 minutes. In 2021, the 10 caps home games at Parkview Field were three hours and 17 minutes. That's 40 minutes added, and that's just too long. We still have, again, a very exciting game, but we got to focus on the in-game action and things like that. And then last night was a bit of anomaly with the colder weather. The first 15 guys that hit for both teams were 15 up and 15 down. So, like, hard hit balls were caught, you know. So, like, again, I I don't think it's going to be 159, but I hope it's not a lot of three hours and 20 minutes either.
1: Yeah, true. and. Okay, Mike, let me play devil's advocate for just a second. With this uh, perhaps speeding up of the the time of the game, how does that cut into a team's revenue with concessions, it, merchandise, yeah. etc.?
7: Yeah, well, I don't want an hour and 59 minute game in June, July, and August or September, especially on a Thursday through Sunday, you know? So there is some truth to that, uh, what you just said. Matter of fact, I texted our GMs in Columbia, South Carolina, and Chattanooga, the two other teams that we own, and our owner, Jason Fryer, and the two other GMs came back with, oh my goodness, wow. And Jason said, I don't think we want games that short in June through September. And so that's a little behind the curtain. No, no question. If you played a ton of games at two hours and also for the fans, you don't want somebody to feel like, wow, I came out here and I got short changed. There's got to be some sweet spot at two and a half, two forty, 240 you know, something like that mm-hmm. where you figure it out. But again, we remember Greg Maddox and some of the great pitchers of our generation, you know, throwing some quick games. Both pitchers were on it last night. It was cold. That cold wind was coming in. I don't think the hitters were working the longest (laughs) counts of the year. And so you're right, it could impact revenue. But again, I think that might have been more of an anomaly. Because the night before, the clocks were in place, although they weren't calling them until yesterday. And we played two games of a doubleheader, and both games were almost two and a half hours at seven innings.
1: Yeah and uh, and of course other factors that uh, that factored in uh yeah. in the nine inning game were uh, a grand total of 3 bases on balls issued so pitchers were throwing strikes batters were you know probably a lot of first pitch strikes so so batters approach was altered a little bit and they were swinging a little bit earlier in a count too and there were only 2 errors made in the game so uh you know that didn't uh, add for too many additional batters in in that uh, regard as well but you know, it's it's just uh, something that, uh, you know, it's it's there again the the ever changing times and uh, you know adapting with that. But uh, there's there's so much more that we can talk about today, Mike. And and of course, uh, well, let's talk about alumni. We have uh, our 200 and 201st former Wizard tin caps that have made the major leagues.
7: No doubt. C.J. Abrams was number 200, the former number one pick, top 10 overall pick. And then Mackenzie Gore, again, another former number one pick and a top 10 overall pick, made his debut last night. Mackenzie went five and a third, only gave up two runs to the world champion Atlanta Braves and uh, was throwing 98 miles an hour. He's probably put on 25 pounds of good. Uh, body weight muscle compared to the 25 pounds I've put on that aren't quite the same. Uh, he was throwing hard. He was competitive. He had the fire back. He had the drive. It was so great to see his debut last night. So awesome. Uh, Matt Brash, not as known by our fans as much, but he spent a full year with us. Uh, he was number 199 and is in the Mariners rotation and pitched against the great White Sox lineup earlier this week for his Major League debut and only gave up two runs. And so there's more and more guys doing it. You turn on a TV, Travis Jankowski's starting for the Mets, Hedges is starting for the Indians, Jace Peterson for the Brewers, Trey Turner for the Dodgers. There are guys on all of these teams, and it's so cool and so fun to watch. But 201 guys now with McKenzie debuting last night really fun to be a small part of that with our operation
1: oh definitely this morning we're talking with mike nutter president of the fort Wayne tin caps in our weekly tin caps chat and mike you alluded to to weather and uh of course this this past week the weather has wreaked havoc on every outdoor schedule it appears but uh how has weather affected perhaps attendance during this great
7: question. So the, for the first game and for the first home stand, again, we'd love it to be, you know, today's pretty nice. We play at 105 today and tomorrow it'll be around 50. That's, that's great for the Midwest for this time of year. But the nicest weather day was opening night. And if somebody asked us, what's the one that you want to be the nicest <laughs> in the whole month, it'd be opening day. It was our warmest opening day in the history of Parkview Field. First pitch was thrown at 69 degrees. I would remind our listeners we've had three years of first pitches on opening night at 35, 36, and 37 (laughs) degrees. And so we had a great crowd. We walked up a lot. We got over 4,000. We've never walked up 1,000 in April on any day ever. It was because it was opening night. Media people like yourself Justin really were hitting it. It was great. Uh, And next night, we rained out here the entire Midwest League rained out. I don't remember it ever in my career. Every game, because we're spread, you know, the teams up in Michigan, teams over in Iowa, you know, you're spread all around, so you can get different weather. Whatever the weather was on Tuesday night was rain and cold everywhere, and then we bounced back with Wednesday was really nice. Um, thir- excuse me, Thursday was really nice with the wind. Friday last night was was warm, but that crazy wind, and then today and tomorrow, but the fans have been great. We're seeing friends that we haven't seen in five or six months of the offseason. I think we'll see quite a few today. We're right around 2,000 tickets sold today. You know, we pride ourselves in customer service. You can't simulate opening day. And so since the opener, we've taken the other opportunities to continue to get better and get to know our new part-time staff. And uh, we'll continue that today and tomorrow.
1: And, of course, uh, the opening of parkview field in 2009 occurred on this date april 16th so uh, happy anniversary parkview field and the tin caps for that i'm smiling when i hear that
7: that (laughs) had been our warmest thing game ever before you know at 65 or 66 but we had gotten like a week's head start you know so today is a special anniversary it really is
1: one, one of the biggest thrills of my uh let's say sports career was uh, being the PA announcer for that opening game at Parkview Field, and in uh, just trying to not call them the Wizards—that's for sure. But <laughs> but back in 2009, what a magical season that was, and and just everything played out perfectly. But but you know, and Mike, look, looking back uh, at from the opening to now, did you ever? Would you ever have expected? To have things as they are right now, uh, pandemic excluded, but the popularity of the tin caps in Parkview Field, the the, the tin caps popularity globally, in Parkview yeah. Field, uh, nationally, people come just to see this venue from all over the country, and, and merchandise is is sported all over. Uh, did you would would you have ever imagined this happening?
7: No, not at all. Uh, I really wouldn't have, you know, pride in each other around here and confident in what we would do, but never could have imagined or fathomed that it would be on this level. Obviously, that's a testament to the fans and the, and the supporters and the media and all the obvious things. But, no, I mean, uh, for a lot of teams, you know, we're, we're like four games into the season, so there's no victory lap here. But it's like uh, for a lot of teams, this is year 14 down here you know, things start to wane. But as we come into the season, season tickets are tracking ahead of 2019 in the pre-pandemic. Groups have been just a little slower to come on because I think there's a lot of companies wondering, can they do entertaining and things like that? The gear that's all around town still, you know, stops me and my wife Beth on, if we're on the trails somewhere walking and somebody comes by, you know, we kind of smile and proud of all the work we did at the Wizards, but you just didn't see the gear, or hear people talking about stuff, and, and maybe that's because we were just part of this revitalization downtown that's going on continuously, and it's just really well. It really, really cool to be a part of.
1: Now, Mike, let me ask you another question, too. Does Does any and I've been recently to Indianapolis to Victory Field and in to Toledo uh, to see the Mud Hens as well. But does anyone in minor league baseball have a team store much like what the Tin Caps have? Because uh, to me, that that is run so uh, masterfully, and I mean. uh, just the merchandise is never just sitting in the same place collecting dust. It, it's, it's moved around, and there's new things coming in all the time. And, and it's, it's run just like any other retail establishment around town.
7: That's really cool of you to notice. You know, uh, you named one of the teams that we get a lot of ideas, and in our industry is so cool because we share so many ideas. We're trying to beat the South Bend Cubs today at 105. But at 4.05 today, I could be on the phone with their GM exchanging ideas, you know, on promotions and stuff. So Toledo does an amazing job. The Great Lakes Loons up in Midland, Michigan, do a great job. Those two come to mind. Uh, Toledo has a store like ours that is open when the games are not. And uh, it's really cool. And you said it. Again, I've never criticized my time over at Memorial Stadium because I loved it. It's where I got to meet so many of our current staff members and learn so much but you couldn't do it the same way there just wasn't the reach you couldn't put a polo shirt out there that might have been 30 or 40 bucks cuz it was just it was different then not mm-hmm. again not negative not criticizing but now it's like you know we got these guys uh, the other day uh, I screwed up because of all the new major league <laughs> rules and didn't know this was one but the team flew in And uh, under the new rules for this year, we need to provide dry fit shirts, long sleeve and short sleeve and and shorts. And obviously we're happy to do all that. Honestly, the rule changed in the offseason. I didn't catch it. And uh, we got this stuff manufactured locally with 18 threads in a matter of a couple days. And the stuff is beautiful. But our guys love the gear. In a future week, we'll talk about...
4: Podcasts by Federated Media.